Hallelujah, hallelujah. God, we worship you, O oh Lord Jesus. God, we praise you, O oh Lord God, our God. Oh, Lord Jesus, wonderful, mighty, powerful God. Oh, Lord Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. God, we worship you. We worship you. We worship you, Lord. We worship you. Praise God. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Hallelujah. You can be seated for just a moment. I want to say that we are so glad to have all of our guests with us today. And uh, we're glad that you're here on this holiday weekend. Praise the Lord. I, I believe that, that the Lord is going to give restoration and hope today. Praise God. I, I believe that that's coming. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Pastor Jason, for taking care of the services Wednesday night. I heard it was an awesome, awesome message, and several people I heard in the foyer said that they were preached to, and, and isn't that the way that God does? God always ministers unto us. Amen. We were away for the, for the past week at the annual Preacher's Cup, and there's a lot of uh, sadness, there's a lot of grief, because I did not win, <clears throat> and so, uh, but we had a great time, but I saw something that, that stirred me, moved me. I was, we went by the, the place that the ducks are, you know, ride the duck in Branson. And it was an eerie feeling that I saw all the ducks lined up just sitting there on the parking lot. Nothing there. And our hearts have gone out for, for the nine apostolic people that lost their lives on that. It is so sad. But then I saw as there was no activity, a business that used to be vibrant, powerful. In fact, I, I was told that the guy that, that just bought that in January and after the tragedy, two or three days later, he filed bankruptcy, lost everything that he had. <clears throat> and I don't know if it was on purpose. I don't know if it was just part of the deal, but, but there it was right in, the, right in the middle of all of those ducks lined up all across that parking lot was one place that was empty right in the middle of it I don't know if that was the if that was intentional if that was the one that that was somewhere still going through and still checking out and doing all that they do but a couple of friends of ours were there the week in or whenever that happened they were there and they were in a restaurant uh, eating eating dinner and a man came in and he, he, he called out to them, may I have your attention? Please, may I have your attention? And so everybody stopped and listened to what he had to say. And he said this, he said, in Branson, we are a close-knit community. 
He said, but we're hurting right now. He said, there's a pall over our city. And he said, if you don't mind, he said, I'd like to do this. And said, he broke out in prayer. And he said, it was an awesome prayer that he prayed. said, he knew how to pray. The guy knew how to pray. He said, I guess that he went into every restaurant in the town that day to pray. Prayer is always the answer. Amen. Could you stand with me one more time for the reading of the word? In Luke chapter 17, verse number 1, Then said he unto his disciples, It is impossible, but that offenses will come, but woe unto him through whom they come. It were better for him that a millstone were hanged about his neck and he cast into the sea than that he should offend one of these little ones. Verse 3, Take heed to yourselves. If thy brother trespass against thee, rebuke him. And if he repent, forgive him. And if he trespass against thee seven times in a day, and seven times in a day turn again to thee, saying, I repent, thou shalt forgive him. Now, this is what is notable. After Jesus said this, the apostles said in verse number five, the apostles said, notice it doesn't say the disciples. I've never seen this before. The apostles said unto the Lord, increase our faith. After this message from the Lord, they said, increase our faith. One of the hardest things to preach on is forgiveness. The reason is, is because I struggle with forgiveness. Pastor Jason struggles with forgiveness. Each of us all struggle with forgiveness. That's why it's hard. Neither preachers or saints of God are immune from holding unforgiveness. You may be seated. Forgiveness. It is also something you conquer or overcome, and then one word, or maybe a stray memory, and bam, you're right back in the middle of it. Jesus talks to his disciples and tells them, people are going to offend you. Offenses are a part of life. Offenses will attempt to cause you to sin or wrong others, and they will come. And Jesus said, you must prepare yourself for that. But make sure you are the one not offending. How we learn to deal with offenses will dictate our emotional well-being. Initially, the offender doesn't experience the damage. It's the offended. You notice I said initially. But Jesus warns that those that offend will experience the pain in their own lives they afflict on others. Now, I'm preaching to this congregation today, but it seems like I'm also preaching to the choir in our generation. 
It's almost that it's become a part of, of this world and a part of the, the mind process and the thought process. Just say you, whatever you want to say. Hurt wh whoever you want to hurt. No big deal. If they cut you down, cut them more. But Jesus said, if your brother trespass at offending you, seven times in a day you must forgive him. Notice that. In Matthew 18, Peter remembered what Jesus said, and he asked this question in Matthew 18 and 21. Then came Peter to him and said, Lord, how often shall my brother sin against me, and I forgive him till seven times? You see, he was rehearsing this last deal that Jesus had said. And then Jesus in verse number 22 said this, Jesus saith unto him, I say not unto thee until seven times, but until seventy times seven. That's 490 times. If you stay awake for 24 hours, and who does that? If you stayed awake for 24 hours, what Jesus says is every three minutes, you got to forgive them. Whoa. Matthew 6 and verse 14. For if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. 15. But if you forgive not men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. If you forgive, we understand that concept. If you forgive, God will also forgive you. In fact, it's a requirement. A requirement. If you uh, to get forgiveness, you've got to give forgiveness. Colossians chapter one and verse number twelve: Giving thanks unto the Father, which hath made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light, who hath delivered us from the power of darkness. And hath translated us into the kingdom of his dear Son, in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. Through forgiveness, we are translated into the kingdom of Jesus. Now, I've talked to you about forgiving one another and forgiving of offenses. But I want to talk to you for the next few minutes about forgiving yourself. We've sinned and come short of the glory of God. I sense in this building that I'm talking to some people that have made some mistakes and you've never ever gotten over it. There's been some faults and failures in your life, and it seems like that the devil always brings it up. And it seems like that there are things that you think, and it, when you begin to pray, you've come up against a wall, and there's a block there. It's a kingdom where love flows. It's a kingdom where healing is delivered to our souls, our hearts in our bodies. It's a kingdom of place of health and safety. All fear is gone. Depressions are lifted. Anxieties are removed. Hope and joy springs forth. Here's where it's toughest. You don't deserve what's happened to you. How many of you here today have been in a, in a situation in a difficulty in life that 
that you didn't really deserve it. You see, even life deals the offending blows, sometimes fairly, but most of the times unfairly. We are knocked off of our feet. What I'm trying to say is sometimes we deserve some stuff, but most of the times we are undeserving. We are caught flat-footed by things that transpire in life. Life is unfair. People are unfair. Life is sometimes cruel. People are sometimes cruel. But Jesus explained to us that true forgiveness cleanses and heals all wounds. Maybe you fail God at some point and felt that you could never again get God's forgiveness. Maybe you should have stood when you sat. Maybe you should have did something different than what you did. Sin's choices have marked us all. Make no mistake about that. But God wants us to understand there's forgiveness in this house today. What we felt at the beginning of this service is a prelude to what God wants to do at the end of this service. God wants to minister to every heart in this place. There's something about when forgiveness goes forth, there's something about that it breaks chains and, and bondages in our life, and it frees us with liberty and hope for tomorrow. Hallelujah. Psalms 130 and verse number 1 says, Out of the depths have I cried unto thee, O Lord. Lord, hear my voice. Let thine ears be attentive to the voice of my supplications. Verse 3. If thou shouldest mark iniquities, O Lord, who shall stand? but there is forgiveness with thee that thou mayest be feared. Verse 5, I wait for the Lord, my soul doth wait, and in his word do I hope. My soul waiteth for the Lord more than they that watch for the morning. I say more than they that watch for the morning. Verse 7, let Israel hope in the Lord, for with the Lord there is mercy, and with him is plenteous redemption. And he shall redeem Israel from all his iniquities. If you look at the top of that psalm, it says a song of degrees. Or maybe it just says degrees. Now remember, I talked about this in times past. Remember, a song of degrees was one of the songs Israel sang on their journey to the house of God. A song of de degrees was also called the pilgrim song. It was called the Psalms of Ascension. Uh, <clears throat> that means when they ascended up to Jerusalem that they would sing these. In fact, there are 15 of these uh, Psalms of Degrees. And, and there are 15 steps uh, up to the temple. And, and many believe that is in correlation. It is believed that David uh, instituted many of these Psalms. And as they begin to march before toward Jerusalem on a feast day, as they stepped out on the road to Jerusalem, 
they began to sing these songs. You see, in times past, there were difficult times. There were times that they had sinned and turned around from God, away from God. But they knew as they began to march, as they would begin to sing this song, God will forgive me. God will answer me. And as they made their way up the steps, as they made their way to Jerusalem, they knew one thing, the God of the universe still cared for them. They knew as they made their way, as they began to sing the songs, that once again, God was going to answer. In fact, once again, God was going to help. In spite of their sin, in spite of the dearth, in spite of the famines, because they had turned away from God. They knew if they could just make their way to the temple of God, that the God of fairness and equity, the God of judgment and power, was always forgiving. Lord, if you marked iniquities, nobody could stand before you. But there is forgiveness for you. There's forgiveness for you in this house. We hope in you, oh Lord, for you redeem us from all iniquity. Jesus is speaking to you today to forgive and to let his forgiveness flood your soul. Jesus is speaking to you today to confess your sins before the Lord and let the blood of Jesus Christ flow in your life. Let the redemption power of God begin to move. You see, the devil calls out, you've sinned. There's no use to pray. You've sinned. You've failed. But Jesus says, if your brother trespasses against you 490 times in a day, you are still required to forgive him. How much more will the God of fairness and the God of the universe forgive those that ask for him? God goes beyond what he requires us. God goes beyond the five or 490 times a day. Come on. Confess your sins to the Lord and allow his healing in your life. You don't have to live with the condemnation. You don't have to live with unhappiness and regret. Jesus is waiting to welcome you back home. As the prophet Jeremiah lamented the state of Israel that Israel was in, he reminded them of the awesome forgiveness of God in Lamentations chapter 3, verse number 22. It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed because his compassions fail not. Verse 23, they are new 
every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. I remember preaching a sermon here, and as I was preaching, I said this, somewhere in the middle of the night, somewhere early in the morning, you didn't realize it, you didn't know that it was even happening, but somewhere the hour turned, and God said, send a new set of mercy to them. Send a new set of my compassions upon them. Oh, hallelujah. Somewhere in this morning, somewhere in this time, that God's mercies are brand new today. God loves you. God cares for you. I remember hearing a, a good friend of mine tell this story, and I want to relate it to you. It seems like that he had been hurt horribly, that <clears throat> some fellow pastors had, had joined in together, and they had ostracized him for something that, uh, that he really was not at fault in. And he was wronged horribly, and and uh, it went on for, for a couple of three years. And it got to the place, he said, that it, that it was killing him. He would try to preach, and it was a cloud hanging over him. He would try to pray, and it was hard to break through the prayer. He tried to do everything that he could, and it seemed like that there was a pall upon his life, a cloud upon his life. He said it got so bad that one day on a Saturday night, he made his way to the church and he said this, God, if you do not help me, I'm not preaching tomorrow. If you don't help me, God, if you don't change something within me, God, I'm not going to survive. You see, he was eaten alive with bitterness. And it you say, preachers? Pastors? <laughs> yeah, come on. It doesn't matter who you are. It's no respecter of persons. Well, I thought you guys were supposed to be above that. We're humans. We face everything that you do. We go through the same. You say, well, you know, if you struggle with forgiveness, unforgiveness, uh, something must be do what? Everybody in this house struggles with unforgiveness in some shape or form. Everybody goes through the same thing. Everybody faces the same things. We all. But he went to this church that night. And he began to cry and he began to pray. And he said, suddenly I heard a scream. And he said, the hair on the back of my neck stood up. And he said, I realized that that scream came from me. And he said, when I screamed, something broke loose in my life. And forgiveness flowed. He said, I walked to the pulpit the next day, a changed man, that the presence of God had moved into my life. Hallelujah. The glory of God had rested upon me. You see, the Lord's compassions fail not. His mercies are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. 
shall we stand? There is a moving of the Spirit of Almighty God in this house today. There is the Spirit of restoration and hope in this house. Hallelujah. If you don't wrestle with unforgiveness right now, you will. But let's let the presence of God come into this house. If life seemed hopeless because of some past sin, if your life has been marked by something of yesterday, if there's something that you just can't get around and get through, there's hope in Jesus Christ. The psalm, the song of degrees, your compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, would you step all across this building? Would you step out and make your way up into the throne room of God? If you're struggling with some things of the past, if there's some things that you've had to deal with and pumped, if there's been areas of inconsistency and shame and pain and hurt, come on. Come on, would you make your way up close? Come on, come up close to the presence of God. Come on, allow the spirit of hope and restoration to fill your heart and fill your life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus. Jesus is calling to you. Come on, yield to his presence. Yield to his awesome power and spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. 